0: You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. (laughs) You lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go, S. S. Anthony Thomas. Go, S. Hey, guys, let me ask you a question. I was watching the uh, MMA fights the other night with some friends and uh, what happened was there was was a bunch of friends and then there were some people that were friends of friends. And I was used to the stupid crap that the friends that I knew said. But the new guys were saying all sorts of dumb crap. And the people I'm with normally know not to say anything really stupid like I could kick that guy's ass. But there were two guys that literally 90% of the words that he said during the entire evening consisted of I could kick that guy's ass. And dumb commentary during the fight. Why don't you just stop him from punching him in the face? Really? You, you, oh, you really? Is that what you is that what you think he should do? You think the guy who's fighting should try to stop the other guy from punching him in the face? I am so glad that you came up with that incredible strategy. And uh, you know, is is there a way we could we could tweet the guy during the fight to let him know that maybe he should he should stop the his opponent from punching him in the face and kicking him in the chest? Dumb bastard. You know, and this guy now, you know, how guys get into the bravado thing and they they talk about how they could kick someone's ass. But this guy literally thought he could actually keep in mind. This guy's 40. And um, how can I put it? Um, He has nice tits. You understand what I'm saying? He thinks he could kick these 26 year old guys, world class guys, asses when you people have to realize when you watch a sport on television, when you watch basketball, baseball, whatever the sport is. Just because one guy is way better than another guy doesn't mean you could be you are better than the guy that's losing if you took the if you took someone that played in the nBA that was a bench warmer okay someone who very got six minutes a night, you took him to a playground he'd kill everybody on that playground he would destroy them they wouldn't be able to even slow him down okay if you took a professional pitcher that got cut from the worst team in, in you know in major league baseball and took him to Uh, took him to the park with a bunch of regular people trying to hit his his fastball, you wouldn't even come close to it. And it's the same thing with these martial artists. Just because one martial artist is way better than another one or is a bad matchup for another martial artist doesn't mean you could kick that person's ass. You could take someone that was cut from the UFC after one fight, put that person in the bar, and he would whip the ass of everybody in that bar without spilling his beer. So a 40-year-old guy with tits... Really needs to shine. (laughs) I'm just. Because the thing is. I'm looking at this guy going. Dude. I mean. Come on man. You know. And I'm not shaming anybody for having tits. As a dude. I know what that's like. I've had that happen. Okay. I'm not. I'm not proud of it. I'm also not proud of the fact that. I delayed working out and getting in shape. Because I like feeling my own breasts. Yeah. I used to have some real nice little man titties. They were good stuff. Yeah. If, i mean um what <laughs> i mean no <laughs> yeah <clears throat> back to the story but you're not gonna beat these people's ass now i don't have a lot of experience with martial arts i mean i took some you know little courses here and there just to get into shape but that's all i wanted to do when i was taking a little bit of martial arts i just wanted to get in shape i was in the room full of people that Really knew what they were talking about. They were really you know, trying to get into tournaments. You know, these are people that wanted to get the black belt. And they wanted to, they loved, I mean, martial arts, just like comedy and podcasting is something I really, really love doing. For them, martial arts was the, the thing, man. They couldn't get enough of it, man. They, they loved it. They ate it. They breathed it. You know, they wanted to fight in tournaments. I mean, these people loved martial arts so much. Even people from different schools would beat the crap out of each other and then be laughing and joking about it. Having a burger together. You remember that time you kicked my ass? Yeah, about that time you kicked my ass. <laughs> People on the street don't understand. If somebody kicks your ass in the street. You never. You hate that person. I'm 96 years old. That bastard over there kicked my ass back in 1946. Uh, Jesus Christ! If I could see out of both eyes, I'd beat the shit out of him, bastard. <laughs> right? So these 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 are real guys, real and, and ladies too. I mean, back then there was not a lot of ladies in the class. You know, but uh, but they were there and, and and they were kick they were ass kicking women, man. And these people really really loved martial arts and took it really really seriously. So when I went in there with them, um, I was watching them, and I realized how martial. I, I just took the martial arts because I wanted to get in shape. I went to a gym and 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 it was a it was a little bit of an expensive gym, a little more expensive than I wanted to pay at the time. And the reason it was expensive was because essentially with the gym membership. You got an opportunity to take part of any class that was actually in the gym. One of the classes was uh, was Taekwondo and one was uh, the, uh, Tai Chi and one was Wing Chun, you know, and, uh, you know, yoga classes and kickboxing classes. So I decided just basically I use them as the same way you would use a cardio. You know, I, you know, some people hit a heavy back. I was like, I'll just keep bouncing back and forth between these martial arts classes. I'm not trying to get a black belt. I just want to mix my workout up, uh, up, you know what I mean? So I go in there. And I'm just, you know, doing the punches and kicks and the hit the, hey, hit these pad, Hey, whoa, whoa. so the guy goes, hey, you got some pretty fast hands. Uh, what's your name? Uh, you know, and I told him my name and we go to the, so why don't you go over there and spar with him, you know, get him warmed up. And I'm like, all right. So I'm, I'm with the dude and we're out there and I got, i am got a white belt on. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to work out and get in shape. And these guys are preparing for a tournament. And they didn't, they ran out of people. So they needed somebody else. They needed, I was, I was there. So what the hell? So I'm in there with this green belt guy and he's looking at me like, (laughs) all right, this ought to be fun. Let me just run around with this white belt punk a little bit and, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Basically, this is going to be warming up, you know, and I'm basically out there just going, I just don't want to waste this guy's time. So we're doing our little thing. He's throwing kicks. I'm throwing kicks. We're throwing punches, this, that, the, the, other. and it's very obvious. He's not only is he not kicking or punching at full speed or full force, he's making it a point not to hit me seriously, you know, and I appreciated that. So I throw a kick and it's, you know, and he's ducking because he, he thought it was the same kick I was throwing last time. I was throwing kicks to his, to his hip. I wanted to stay away from the knee because I didn't want to accidentally hit this guy in the knee and have him as a reflex beat the shit out of me. I didn't try to kick him in the head uh, because um, I couldn't reach his head. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm basically, my, all of my kicks are shin level and on and at waist level and maybe a little couple of push kicks to the stomach that's it i am just basically trying to work out i so i throw a, a side kick i'm trying to hit him in the arm and he ducks and I clack I crack him across the side of his head and he looks up at me and it was one of those things you ever see that movie kill bill When the music comes on where the, when the uh, lady's about to kill everybody and he looks up at me you know he had the same look bruce lee has when he's like Did you just hit me, motherfucker? Okay, so he gets up and it's like, and I could tell his body language was completely different. Now his body language is like, yeah, uh, you caught me with a kick to the head in front of everybody. I'm going to have to fuck you up a little bit, which is exactly what he did. Now, he didn't really try to hurt me, but it was basically he was just wanted to let everybody just saw the white belt kick him in the head. He wanted to prove that it was a fluke. And the only way to prove that was a fluke was by beating the shit out of me. (laughs) <laughs> he smacked me around for like 20 minutes you know and uh the he's okay all right and then we stand next to the the, the instructor and he of course raises the guy's hand not my hand and we walk off and he goes oh it was a pretty good shot kid pretty good shot i said I, I i wasn't even trying to do it He goes, i know but you know you know and he felt good because he beat the shit out of the new guy and i started realizing and you, you have to realize that when you take martial arts even even just peripherally like I did. I, like I said, I'm not a martial artist, but I just took it to keep to keep in shape, you know. Um, you know I was basically just trying to get to the Taibo level, you know what I mean? I wasn't trying to fucking you know, beat anybody's ass. I don't even know how I walked in because I, I didn't think that he was going to kick my ass or that I was going to catch him with a, a sidekick to the head. But the thing is, I started thinking, I was like, wait a minute, I'm paying $50 to use the gym. I don't even lift the weights, not much. I just basically come up here and just bounce back and forth between these martial arts, you know, to keep my to try to get my cardio going and i realized i am essentially i'm paying 50 bucks f- to have people that know how to fight beat the shit out of me now it would be different if i was taking martial arts at that time seriously because i wanted to be a martial artist and i wanted to advance in the belts but basically i'm like i'm just basically i'm just walking in this, and i'm just getting my ass whooped and I realized a lot of the people in the class were the same way. We weren't really trying to be martial artists. We just thought it was interesting and wanted to work out. And these people who are actually martial artists are just beating the shit out of us. going, And I'm giving you 50 bucks a month to beat the shit out of me. That's what I was thinking. I'm sitting there going, I've actually been mugged. And this is what it feels like. when, Like if you have 50 bucks in your wallet and you know, the mugger beats the shit out of you and takes the money out of your wallet and then throws the wallet on you while you're on the ground. You know, I mean, I've only been mugged a couple times when I was younger but that's you know, and the person. Luckily for me, the person didn't get any money. But I still got tuned up by a couple of dudes when that went in a bathroom one time, and, I, and I'm sitting there going, "What the? This is what it felt like. The punches and the kicks. This is what." The, this, I'm, I'm going, "Wait a minute. I'm basically paying people fifty bucks to beat me to fuck up three to four times a week. What is this shit?" I'm, I started. I started to think about that. I said, "Wait a second. I'm start. I'm getting suspicious." I mean, if I'm figuring this out, they must know, we're not really teaching these people any real martial artists, arts. The real martial artists are the people on the other side of the room. These are just people that are just kind of playing around the martial arts. I have an idea. Let's start a martial arts dojo at the top of that gym, allow the jackasses from downstairs to come up, take a percentage of the money, and we get to just beat up civilians without going to jail. How about that? Hey, sounds good. I don't know about you, but I you know, I like I like beating up other uh, people with belts and, and who have skill, but Sometimes it's true. I just really just want to slap the shit out of some people that can't fight back. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. I'm starting to think those bastards were doing that. Because there was no reason for that. You know? You go home, you got a black eye, you all bruised the hell up, and they're like, hey, great job, all right. <laughs> Really got him good that time, didn't I? (laughs) You better go back downstairs and start lifting them weights, you little punk bastard. (laughs) Any more victims? I mean, uh, I mean, students downstairs. (laughs) But victim is a word from the language of this martial art that means people that we respect. (laughs) You think he bought that? Really? Because I I really just want to beat up some new people. So I have actually, so I know what it's like to actually be there with someone who actually has been trained to whoop your ass, fight you. And I know what it's like to to be sitting there thinking that you're going to block something. And by the time you put your hand up to block the kick, the foot has already hit your face and is on its way back to the floor. I know what it's like to throw a punch at somebody and have them be move away from it so fast and crack you in the side of the head that you're going, yeah, um, There are some people that really shouldn't be fighting professionally. I am one of those people. (laughs) You know, that's why that's a really bad feeling to be in. I mean, seriously, if you go to a martial arts dojo, any kind of martial arts dojo, and you're the new person there. Realize that if anybody in that room that has a belt that's not white could kill you if they wanted to. And the darker the belt, the faster you'd get killed. Any black belt in there, if you had a white belt on and you walk in there, anybody with a brown belt, red belt, or a black belt could kill you in about 10 seconds if they chose to. Just remember that. And these and these were, and these were people who were studying this, these martial arts seriously. So when this guy was at, was at the house talking about how he could kick that person's ass, that just reminded me of how I felt when I was actually standing across from people who had brown belts, red belts, and black belts, getting hit by these people who were trying not to hurt me. I mean, keep in mind, these are people who are specifically trying not to injure. Well, no, they weren't trying not to hurt me. They were trying not to injure me. They knew I was going to get hurt. Anytime somebody punches you in the face or flips you on the ground and elbows you in the chest or chokes the shit out of you or bends your arm the way it's not supposed to go, you know, or does any of that shit, that shit hurts. But they were trying not to injure me. I know what it's like to to be fighting people with actual skill when I don't have that actual skill. And how would it's like to literally see someone move so much faster than you and have so much muscle memory to do things instinctively that you'd have to plot out weeks in advance. Well, if he ducks this way, what I think I should do, I should probably drop my elbow at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what I would do. Meanwhile, this person doesn't even think about it. You throw a punch. (laughs) Apparently, uh, whoa, 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 this, this wall looks like the ceiling. Oh, I'm on the ground. Knock the hell out. Oh, okay. All right, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run towards him and tackle him. Hey, this wall looks like the ceiling. Oh, apparently I was choked into unconsciousness. I know what I'll do. I'm gonna act like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fake him to the le- fake to the left, and I'm gonna throw a sidekick and then I'm gonna throw a Superman punch. And hey, this wall looks like the ceiling. Oh, I got elbowed in the face and knocked the hell out again. You know what? I'm gonna go and start using the gym downstairs because the the barbells the heavy bag and the bikes and the treadmills and the and the track. They don't beat the shit out of me. You see, I don't mind going home after the gym being sore because I lifted weights or being a little, a little worn out because I ran. But you see, I don't have any black eyes, knocked out teeth. I'm not fucked up. My face isn't swollen. I'm not limping for three days. None of that shit. (laughs) So So after that, I said, hey, guys, it was fun coming up here and having you beat the shit out of me every day. But I think I'm going to stick to the gym downstairs with the weights and stuff, okay? Okay, if you change your mind, I will not be changing my mind. No one has ever gone, these people are beating the shit out of me. Go away for a while and go, you know what? I haven't had the shit beaten out of me for a while. I need some more of that. No, I will not be changing my mind. If I come back up here again, it'll be just me hitting, you will be holding pads for me that I kick and hit. You will not be hitting me, damn it. (laughs) And that's what I was thinking about when that guy was sitting there talking about he could kick the people's ass on uh, the UFC fight. I'm going, dude. I fought dudes that wouldn't even be good enough to be in the UFC, and I was in really good shape at the time, really fast. You know, like on the street, if somebody people attacked me on the street, they'd get their asses whipped. I go in there, they smack me around like I like I like a you know like I had my hands tied together. And and the UFC doesn't take anybody but the absolute tip top best people. You know what I'm saying? The best of the best of the best on the planet. And you, big gut man tits, think you're going to go in there and beat these people up with your soon-to-have-an-AARP card ass? Shut the fuck up. But, of course, being the diplomat that I am, when he was saying all of that stupid shit, the only thing I said to him was, Yeah, well, it might be a little tough there, buddy. (laughs) But in my mind, in my mind was every word you just heard in this segment of the podcast. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Okay, we can all act like we're not creatures of habit, but we know we are. <laughs> you ever see something in a movie that just kind of woke you up and made you think about things in a different way? That happened to me recently. And it was a movie I had already seen. It was actually, um, if you've ever seen the movie Limitless, um, with Bradley Cooper. You know, because like, you know, when you see those movies, Lucy, Limitless, uh, The Matrix, it's, you know, it's very similar insofar as that there's some kind of outside thing that gives the person, the antagonist, uh, awareness that other people don't have. And with having that awareness, they have an abilities that other people don't have. You know, in the case of Neo, he, you know, everybody else is in The Matrix and he now knows he's not in The Matrix, but he has the ability to go back into The Matrix and do things the other people can't do. You know, in the case of Lucy, she had drugs in her stomach, and those drugs opened up cognitive abilities. Now we can we can worry about the science of that, but we're going to speak metaphorically here, and we're going to use analogies. We don't have to go into the. Will you really use a hundred percent of your brain, man? The movie's bullshit. Yeah, shut up. That 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 really annoyed me when I watch people. You know, if you're smart, that's great. If you're you know, but don't try to act. Man, I'm a I'm a brain scientist, and I would like to say right now that you know you really do use 100% of your brain. This movie, there are fallacies in these movies, really. So what you're saying is that a a woman can't walk around wave her hands and make dudes pass out, and she can't make things fly into the ceiling, and she can't go back and forward through time. She really can't do that, really. I I want to thank you very much for using your expertise to let me know that that can't happen in real life. Let me ask you a question: Is Godzilla real? I was wondering about that. You dumb bastard! Shut up. You dumb bastards! I hate dumb bastards. And literally the whole the whole comment section, when you when I was watching the, the review of the movie Lucy, uh, the whole comment section was guys, man, and another thing, man. You know, here's here's another thing. If she really had these powers to do all this stuff, why did she get in the car with the police officer? Why did she just fly there? I mean, she had the ability to move a human body around like that and fly. She—it's should... a movie, you jackass! It's a fucking movie. Stop messing up the fun for everybody, d-bag. You know you know you never see these other people these people do not say shit when Spider-Man comes out they don't say nothing about that no you cannot be bit by a radioactive spider and then have sp- powers of the spider because that just that, that can't happen and Superman from Krypton that's bullshit there was no planet Krypton because if, even though if you really think about it if it was mapped out in real time and real space Krypton would have been right around the Kuiper belt of doubles, double helix XKJY star and it would be. we would have seen the, from us even at the Hubble telescope level, we would have seen, we would have seen Krypton, we would have seen certain rays coming from the planet. We would have known there would have been life there, and that they, this they would have seen us and known about the cosmos. And we would have shut up. Unless you're Neil deGrasse Tyson, I like him. He can, he can, he can say that shit. I like him. Anybody that stars in Cosmos can say, can say whatever they want. I will never call Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson, a dumb bastard because I like him. Also, he's super smart. Back to the story. But the thing I noticed about it was just the awareness of everything, man. We, when you get that information in your brain, that awareness of what you're capable of, man. Because I, like I said, I was watching Lucy and, I, and I'm not going to, you know, she had drugs in the stomach. She gets kicked in the stomach. The drugs go into her system. And I was going, no one else has ever, no one else tried that drug. I'd try it. I don't even like drugs and I try that shit. shit. I'd love to be able to wave my hands and knock some people out. That would be great. I'd use that shit all the time. Mr. Thomas, there's a long line waiting for this. Oh, there is. Is there? I don't think so. Oof. Why did all of those people pass out? That definitely wasn't my superpowers that I gained from these drugs. <laughs> well, since they're unconscious for since they'll be unconscious until the moment I walk through the front door, would it be okay if I um, uh, went into the into the place now? Sure, but how do you know they're going to be awake the moment you walk through the front door? I have no idea. It's just you know a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking about was the power of awareness When these when these people got the You know when they used the drug And they got the other kind of thing And it was really weird uh, The way it affected me Because I thought about it And you know We all kind of go to We all kind of go asleep In our regular lives all the time man eh? you know, if, if you walk And I, I was reading a book It was a It was a book about Gurdjieff uh, And Ospensky And these he, philosophers and scientists Blah 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 No need to go into all of that shit Look it up yourself But he was saying to uh, Spensky that we are all asleep. And at the time, when I read it when I was a kid, I didn't even really know what the hell he was talking about. I I, I took it too literally. I'm like, we're all asleep. What the fuck is he talking about? And what he meant by that, in my estimation, was that we we fall into these patterns and habits. And we don't necessarily think about how we can get better on a grand scale. You know, we get up, we go to sleep, we go to work, we fuck, we shit, we do this, we do that. And we just keep repeating that and repeat that for 85, 90 years. Then you die. And you didn't really make the world a better place. You just kind of lived in it. You know. You didn't really affect anybody's life in a positive way. Maybe if you had kids and your kids grew up good. That's cool. But for the most part. You know. You didn't do shit. You know that. Right. But he said people were asleep. And I didn't understand what the hell he was talking about at the time. And then I was walking down the street. And I kind of got it. Because I was walking down the street for the first time, I was kind of aware. I was kind of paying attention to what I was doing. I was noticing things. I was looking around. I was paying attention to the way my feet felt when they hit the ground. I was paying attention to the music that was going on around me. I was paying attention, you know, to kind of the like peripherally to the conversations going on around me. I knew when somebody was coming up behind me because I was paying attention. And with that, with being aware of your surroundings and being present, as they say, I started to notice that I, 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 I had this desire to, to, you know, to smile and nod at people as they walked toward me. Like, yeah, you know, I acknowledge your existence as a human being. Hey, what's going on? Not that I want to have a conversation with you. I, I don't even, I'm not even going to slow down my walking. I don't expect you to slow down your walking. But you can give me a nod. And when I was in my old neighborhood, the brothers always looked mean. And I'm, I'm, I'm walking down the street kind of, kind of, you know, kind of happy. You know, you know, my life was just as bad as theirs was. But, but the thing was, I refused to, you know... Be unhappy until there was a, a, a direct reason at that time to be unhappy. Well, you do, and, and 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 they can't use the argument. Well, you don't get pulled over by the police. Yes, I did. And you didn't. Yes, I did. Shut the fuck up. But I would look at people and I would nod like hello, and mother. People would walk past me, and not even see me. Do that when you next time you go outside. I want you to do that. I want you to be really. I want you to look around as you're walking around, be really, really conscious of what's going on around you, just kind of paying attention to everybody, looking around, just taking a look, looking at the cars going by, just looking around. And when somebody walks towards you, just give them like the heads up nod and smile and and nod towards them, like to say hello. And watch how many of them won't won't even notice you did that. They don't even know you're there. They're either staring at their phones or even if they're looking at you, they're looking right through you, they ain't thinking about where they are at that moment, they're just kind of oh man, I got to go to this job, man. my wife, my husband, my wife, my husband, my kids did that, the kids this that, the the kid, this sucks, that This is gonna, this is horrible. This thing stinks, things, everything blows, right? And they won't even see you. And then that was the first time I was like, oh my god, I know what this, I know what this bass is talking about when he says, oh sleep. So when I see these movies with the pill and, and 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 limitless and all that kind of stuff, and the guy takes the pill, and a uh, quote wakes up unquote to what he's what he's capable of in the movie, and I usually I have one scene on my Kindle that I just look at every once in a while when I'm kind of slipping a little bit, and when I mean slipping, I mean kind of falling into old patterns early. It's like it's like if you're if you're trying to get in shape and you're you're steadily steadily and methodically moving into good shape, and then you don't work out for a couple of days and you find and you realize you just ate a hamburger and you're like oh up up, up 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 nope 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 there's still four days left in this week and I'm gonna work out so so I'm you know I'm not gonna let this shit happen nope 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 it was like that and um so he walks up the steps Bradley Cooper in the, in the movie Limitless he in the movie Limitless he's kind of a quote loser unquote Right, he walks up the steps. He sees the young wife of the landlord, beautiful young lady, and uh, she screams on him. You, you loser! You, how can you not afford rent? Anybody can afford rent. But but she's really giving him a hard time, and he's kind of just standing like, oh god, I gotta listen to this bullcrap. Then he remembers that he took that pill on the way up the steps, and it's like, oh, the last thing I need is to have myself get all high in front of this lady when she's already yelling at me about the rent, and she's the landlord's girlfriend, and all. I'm gonna really get it good. And then, boom, the 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 music comes in, the lights go on, and he becomes this amazing human being because he can tap into. His cognitive abilities, you know, he all of a sudden he's remembering things from the past and linking them up to the point where he can be charming and charismatic and he can be, you know, knowledgeable about things that she's interested in. And he starts engaging her in conversation, even though she's in the beginning trying not to engage in conversation because he still thinks of him as some loser. We can't pay rent. And then he charms her by having knowledge that's applicable to her and helpful to her. And then the next scene, they're in bed getting it on and the voiceover of him is, and we really did work on her paper. And essentially what he what happened was he did have enough knowledge in his brain latent to actually help this woman with her paper. So he went from she thinks he's a complete loser to next, thing you know, he's deep up in her and wearing that sweet ass out and helping her with her paper. And then he cleans up his apartment. And it was a montage of him cleaning up his apartment. And that was just a few minutes. I mean, now, the scene wasn't couldn't have been couldn't have been more than three or four minutes, but that was the whole movie, man. Awareness of your capabilities, apply capabilities, get reward, clean up life. That's what the fucking whole movie was. It was a movie. But if you really think about it, isn't that what people that win do? <laughs> that win in life people that win in life do the same crap that's what they do they become aware of what they're capable of or somebody tells them what they're capable of and they believe it they apply it they get the rewards they clean up their lives and then they go on about their business right bill gates believed, uh, i can create this company microsoft steve jobs i can create apple get thrown out and come back and create and recreate apple you know, all these people believe in this kind of stuff. These athletes believe this stuff. People that become big time doctors believe this stuff. People that live regular lives, but just a regular great human beings who help everybody around them believe in that stuff. They believed it. And since they believed it, they applied it. And when they applied it and they applied it on a regular basis, they got the reward. And then when they got the reward, they improved their lives. It's amazing how you could just watch some movie just for entertainment. And all of a sudden. Something is left dormant in your brain that just kind of goes bloop and wakes you up to what you're capable of doing and capable of having. It was amazing. And it was just me sitting there watching the damn, it wasn't even the whole movie. I I didn't even watch the movie again. It was just a clip that I downloaded onto my Kindle. Now, granted, I downloaded it because it was cool. And also the lady on the, the lady who was the uh, landlord's uh, girlfriend was hot as crap. You know, so I was like, Oh, I forgot how fine she was. So, you know, so it wasn't actually uh, put on the Kindle in the best place, man. That's one hot chick. But uh, (laughs) but the but the message in the movie was amazing, man. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper, but you should check that, that movie out. You know, not just for entertainment purposes, but just, you know, let the metaphors wash over you. Let the analogies wash over you and you can see what the hell happens to people when they become aware of what they're capable of. It was amazing. It was amazing. You know? It's funny how you, it's like I said, it's funny how those things happen to you. You see some crap and it just goes boom and the next thing you know, you're different. It could be something bad, you know? Or it could be something good. But the thing is, if it's something bad, you have no control over it. If it's something good, you have control over it. You can go up, I see this, I I figured this out, this will work for me, I'm going to do this. And then you can apply it. You should do that. I'm doing it. you should do that crap too. in fact i'm probably pretty I'm pretty sure a lot of you are. You make good decisions on a regular basis, at least on a weekly basis. How do I know? Because you're listening to me oh yeah I would just like to say that I know in the previous segment that I said antagonist" and I meant to say protagonist, and I know that you're going to direct message me on Twitter about it. I want to let you know that i I caught it. I'm not going to edit it out because I made a promise. I'm going to do as little editing as possible. I'm going to leave it in just like that. Shut your mouth, jerk offs! <laughs> you know what? I want to talk to you about this. This is really weird. Labor Day was yesterday, and I was talking. I was. I was actually talking to somebody on Sunday, uh, a relative of mine on Sunday. And and, and the thing, because what I saw was there was people that were barbecuing on sunday and i talked about how great an idea it is the barbecue on sunday when labor day is of course monday and how dumb it is to actually have the barbecue on monday because basically in that in in that scenario monday is sunday you don't do anything that requires you to do extra work on monday when you got to go to work the next day that doesn't make any sense you might as well not even have a holiday then right because I know people that actually had a big giant in the park barbecue and get together and all this party, this, that, and the other thing on Monday. And they were not finished cleaning up the area that they had to clean up until around 1130, 12 o'clock at night. And they still had to go to work the next day. That is just dumb. <laughs> but the funny thing about it is, and this, this, this is what I want to talk about. I felt like crap. On Labor Day, the day I was going to have off and not have to do anything, I felt like crap. And before, a couple of days before I went, you know what on Labor Day, you know what I'm going to do on Monday? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to just go some cool places and do some cool things and just, you know, have a day where I don't have to do anything and just enjoy myself. And that and I had an upset stomach. And that's as far as I'm going to go with, let's just say my stomach was not too happy with me. Which meant I was stuck at home. And let's just say it wasn't a pleasant experience being home. Wasn't pleasant at all, not at all. And I always wondered about that. You ever have you ever gotten sick when you were on vacation? Because I know I had some friends that act, <laughs> this this is horrible. Uh, guy gets married to his to his wife, obviously gorgeous woman, and they had made a decision, um, which I laughed at him for. I mean, I shouldn't have laughed. I laughed because I thought he was kidding. <laughs> he goes. You know, um, uh, no, uh, me, and, me and my wife, well, she's not my wife yet, but, you know, we decided, you know, I mean, we, we weren't virgins or anything when we met. I mean, come on, let's keep it real. But we wanted to make it special. We wanted to be, you know, the first time we, you know, did our thing again to be special. So we decided, you know, since the wedding was coming up in three months, you know, three months out, we weren't going to have sex at all. We were going to just wait until our wedding night. That way, you know, even though we're, we weren't virgins, obviously, uh, it would be a special experience. You know, it would, been like, it would, be, it would be like re-virgining ourselves for each other. and So that's the only thing that it sounded like after we said that because I was laughing at him. I'm like, weren't you guys, you see, you guys dated for two years, almost two years. By the time you get married, you will, have, you know, basically have been two years and a couple of weeks after you met, right? Yeah. And um, I know you pretty well. And I've seen her. Actually, I know her her, her well too because obviously I've known we, we've been with her for two years. Um, the woman's a 12. Okay. You mean to tell me, you, who was already having sex with this gorgeous woman, you got together with her and decided not to have sex with her for three months and you're living in the same house. You're basically married almost. You're living in the same house. You got this bank accounts together. Right? You have a kid. You're going to get married. So you a guy with a woman who's living in a house with you that you love, that you've been getting it on with 14,000 times already decided to change nothing about your lives, except for the sex part. So then when you get married, you can then begin having sex again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now what happened after that is I began laughing hysterically at him because he's an idiot <laughs> because I mean, I mean, and, and the funny thing about it is if it was someone else that wasn't, you know, someone that I knew personally and who, um, we have a history of breaking each other's balls on a regular basis. Um, I would have said, you know what? I mean, I, I don't, I would have just, I would have been very diplomatic about it. I would have found a way to, you know, show, show that I was, uh, supportive of him while inside my head, I was thinking, why would you voluntarily not have sex for three months when you've got a woman living in a house with you that you're crazy about that you've already been having sex with for a year and a half? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That is Stupid. Most guys would shoot themselves to have a good woman, especially a good woman that they uh, they care enough about to be living in the house with them. You have that. She's hot. You're a big douchebag. You have the permission to get it on with her and you're not getting it on with her. Yeah, you're kind of an idiot. What a fool. Now, I didn't say that. Okay, I didn't say that to him. I think the the fact that I laughed and fell off the chair laughing at him uh, probably said something similar to, to that to him. But I said, you know, I said, I'm sorry, man. I was just, it's just that I didn't see that coming from you because you and I are very, very similar and uh, I'm never going to voluntarily not get it on with a woman I'm involved with who's open to having me get it on with her. I said, so, uh, so what did you say when she said that to you? And he says, no, no, no. I said that to her. I said, let me get this straight. You said to her not to get it on for three months to re-virginize yourselves, For marriage, even though you've been banging the crap out of each other for a year and a half and you have a child. Yeah. So I fell off the chair laughing at this dumb bastard again. And and he goes, mommy, stop laughing. I'm going, you dumb bastard. What are you talking about, man? You stupid bastard. And then I said, I'm sorry, man. I I shouldn't have laughed at you. I support you, man. I said, I mean, if it's important to you, I'm your boy. We'd be cool. If it's important to you, I support you. You know what I'm saying? I I really appreciate that. So what I'm going to do to make it better for you is um, I'm going to bone your your girlfriend for three straight months. That way she'll be nice and warmed up for you for the next three months. And then we both started laughing, you know, because, you know, because I was I I I I didn't want to laugh at the guy. But come on, man, you know. And so he waits the three months, and now here's the thing: the the fact that he was waiting the three months meant now all he was doing was basically finding excuses to spend more time at my house, because he was trying to limit, you know, his, his <laughs> He was trying to stay away from his his woman, his lady because you know because the thing is it's different. Like if you're if you if you're with your woman and you love your woman and you think she's the most beautiful thing in the world, she's the greatest and thing and that and all of that. When she looks extra, I mean, when when you're alone with her, she looks all delicious and yummy. You can act on it, you know what I'm saying? You walk into the kitchen, she's standing there, and because I mean, you live together. She's your woman. You've been you're her man. You've been getting it on for a long time, you know. And like I said before in in another podcast, and if we've met before, I've said it in person, you can just walk up and just you know rub on things and squeeze on things, and you know go to the refrigerator and just you know surprise it with some whipped cream on things. You know, (laughs) do some good things. Ooh, oh yeah. But it's different when you've made a decision and you're serious about it to not get it on. So now she's because she's your lady, she doesn't feel self conscious around you about you wearing anything in front of you, you know, you know. And then the kids, you know, at a relative's house, going to to a to a uh, some kind of stupid park, you know, some you know some amusement ride, and you don't feel like going. And this is a relative, and you're like, all right, you can take the kid. What the hell do I care? And she's running around the house. She's got a tank top on with no bra. And the kid's not going to be back till 9 o'clock. It's it's 11 o'clock in the morning and they're gone because it's a long trip. She's running around. She's got, you know, sweatpants on. Her ass is jiggling around in the sweatpants. She turns around. She's obviously not wearing a bra. And you're like, And now, under normal circumstances, you know what you do. You go, oh, I need some of this chocolate. And then you jump on top of it. You know, boom, 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 you know. Release, feel up some stuff and slurp on some things, you know. But let's let's keep it real, you know. The boom, boom, you know that's what's gonna happen. So it's not a big deal. It's not. There's no frustration. As soon as you see the yumminess, you walk up, come here, girl, and you get it on. But now he had made the decision to not do it. So now when he sees her with the tank top and the butt jiggling in the pants, and he's alone with her, and he's like, Oh god, oh god, I'm gonna go over there to Anthony's house. I'll be right back. you know and then he comes over to my house hope luckily the bonus would probably subside in the 20 minutes it takes to get to my place from where he was so he's over here and i'm like hey that's what's going on i said well i'm working on um i'm working on a new show oh yeah you mind if i hang out i said uh really, let's go watch some television yeah so what's your next podcast uh I'm, i'm working on it now oh okay you mind if i sit here and watch no not really what the hell is going on Oh, nothing, man. I said, ha, ha, ha. you're never over here this time of day. I've lived with women before. Now your woman has a, a has a, you have a baby with your woman. Well, a young little, little kid with your woman, you know, and this is, and I know the kid went on the trip from, from what you tell me. So you're here, your woman's at home and you're here. <laughs> She's running around in the underwear and you can't take it. Is that it? How'd you know? I know because that's what women do. they <laughs> are running around in the drawers in your house. You know, and when I mean your house, I mean, you know, you, the royal you, both of your house. She's running around looking, looking yummy and you want to jump on top of her. But you made that dumb decision not to get it on with her. You dumb bastard. I told you not to do that crap. I, mean, I just, I just, you know, I thought it was special to bring together. I said, I said "Look, I, I respect what you're saying. I shouldn't have called you a dumb bastard. I mean, you are a dumb bastard, but I shouldn't have called you that." So he's hanging out in my house all day. She calls up. Yes, is he hiding out over there? Yes, he is. Oh God. All right, just, you know, just tell him to come back when, it's, when, he, when he's finished. Uh, you know, working with you on the computer. I said, he's not working with me on the computer. He's not. Nope. What's going on? Come on. You know what's going on. Come on. Oh, okay. Well, tell him I'll change into something different. It's not going to help, but go ahead. All right. I said, uh, you know, she's going to change into something different. Oh, okay. All right. He still didn't go back because what difference does it make what she changes into? He knows what's under there. He's seen it before. He slurped on it before. He's had some of that good stuff before. It doesn't matter what you wear when we've already seen you naked and gotten it on with you. So the three months goes by and he finally goes on vacation. You I mean, well, well, it's not, va- technically it's a vacation. You, go, you know, you go to the, you know, do the wedding thing and then they get in the car and then they get something to eat on the way to the, to the, to the honeymoon. And he's in the car like, oh, I'm going to get all up on this girl. Mm, waiting three months. Mm. She's finally thinking, finally, I'm going to get some. I mean, because it it had to have been frustrating for her, too. He's running around, and she wants him just as bad as he wants to get up in her, and she wants to get him up in there, too. It's not just guys who want to get it on. Women want to get it on, too. I know that. I mean, I've seen me. (laughs) You know, I don't blame them. (laughs) Um, uh, Back to their story. So they go on to the honeymoon, you know. And what happens on the honeymoon was a short honeymoon. They didn't have a lot of time to be on the honeymoon. They only had a few days. They didn't go that far, but they, they went out and did what they had to do. What happened on the way to the airport? They ate. I mean, not after they before they got to the airport, they got something to eat and it made them both sick and they both had food poisoning. So what happens? They spend the whole time vomiting instead of banging. He waited three months, that dumb bastard, to get it on with a woman he was already getting it on with and living with. They go on vacation, they get food poisoning and can't get it on. So they vomit, they vomit for those three or four days, you know, and then they come back still sick, you know, (laughs) and they come back, you know, and now she's feeling yucky. So she doesn't want to get it on and he's he healed up or got back to normal before she did. By about a day and a half. So he's like, yeah, I can't take it. I got to get me. No, I don't feel good. (laughs) That's got to be the worst, you know. Because that's why I felt bad complaining about feeling horrible that one day. The Monday, I felt pretty bad from the morning up until the afternoon. By the evening, I was okay. But I felt bad. I felt annoyed that I couldn't go out and do anything. I had a day where everybody left me to hell alone. Nobody called me. Please help me with this. Can I borrow this? Can we do this? Can you help me with this? Can you fix this? There was none of that. Everybody was out doing something. And my vacation was getting away from everybody. My vacation was not having anybody ask me for something. Not having anybody ask me for advice. Not having anybody trying to borrow a couple bucks. Not having anybody bother me with their problems, which I, under normal circumstances, I don't really care about. It's, I guess it's my lot in life that's what my friends do you know but it was a day where I was going to have nobody bugging me but only problem was my stomach must have felt neglected my stomach must have been, was going, he helps everybody else out all the time, but he never does anything for me. In fact, he's starting to eat healthy. I don't want this crap. What's with these damn salads and stuff? What the hell is the, what, what is this go? Oh, I got some good for him. I got some real good for him. I don't want any of this stuff in me anymore. I want some damn cheesesteaks in me and this bastard's putting salads and fruit in it. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> Every time you put something in here, I'm pushing it right back out. Oh, yeah. Enjoy your vacation day, s. Why is my stomach laughing? Normally you hear a a gurgling sound or something, but my stomach was actually laughing. I didn't know stomachs could laugh, and it feels kind of really disconcerting to hear your stomach actually have a sinister laugh. Also, my stomach called me the N-word. I didn't like that. I went, listen, you're part of me. If I'm the N-word, you're you're also, as part of me, stomach, you're also the N-word. And then he said, "I, I, I understand that. I didn't think that through. I was just trying to insult you. And I said, listen, stomach, it's okay. Just don't do that anymore or I'll punch myself in my stomach. Okay, this is getting weird, isn't it? But listen, <laughs> I mean, have you ever gotten sick on a vacation, you know, or gotten sick when you have, when you have a, you know, when you, when you got a hot date or something like that and people don't believe you? Because I did get a couple of phone calls that people wanted me to go places, place and I'm going, I really can't go anywhere. I don't feel well. And when someone tells you they can't go anywhere and they don't feel well, leave them alone. The reason that they're being vague about that is because the description of why they don't feel well is probably disgusting. I don't want to know specifically why you don't feel well. I just hope that you're saying, do you need anything? If you need anything, let me know. You want me to bring you something? No, I'm cool. Well, I just, you know, all right. Not a problem. Then stop. But the people around me kept asking specific questions. What's wrong? You have a headache? First of all, stop trying to diagnose me, okay? I'm pretty sure that my medical knowledge matches yours, which is zero. You know, I didn't want to tell them exactly what was happening. I didn't want to well, the fluids that are flying out of me are exactly this color and coming at exactly this frequency. In fact, I've taken pictures of them, and I'm now going to send them over to you, and uh, you can read them, you can see them in your your email. In fact, I'm going to put them on Instagram. That's what I'm going to do with them. No! (laughs) So, all I'm saying is I'm good now. I hope you had a good Labor Day. I hope you enjoyed your Labor Day. I did not enjoy my Labor Day because that whole Labor Day, I felt like I was in damn labor when I, kept, when I went to the bathroom. Yeah, I'm telling you about it. Yeah, that's right. But I'm not going to get into disgusting description. But I think that pretty much summed it up. But as it turns out, I'm fine now, damn it. And that's why I'm able to do this segment of the podcast. Because I'm back to normal, baby. Now. That's all I got to say about that. Okay, let's talk about it. Nude celebrity pictures. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? For Out of principle, I made it a point to not go looking for Jennifer Lawrence's pictures. Her naked pictures or the, whoever the other ladies were. It uh, seemed to be everybody kind of focused in on Jennifer Lawrence. I think probably because she's maybe the biggest celebrity that was actually naked. And I said to myself, I said, you know what? That's not cool, man. I'm not, I'm not going to go and look at this woman's naked pictures because it's not like she put naked pictures out and said, hey, look at this. Because if she did that, my ass would have been right there because, you know, a pretty 20 year old woman naked. I'm all right with that. But she did not want her pictures out there. You know, and the bad part about it is you couldn't avoid the damn pictures anyway. I, on my Twitter feed, it was like every other tweet was nude pictures of this woman. And even though I I, I did not want to look at the pictures, I couldn't help but to look at the pictures because every time I opened up a website, there was pictures of this woman naked out there. Now, every time and, and every every uh, you see a whole lot of dudes doing memes on there, you know, like, you know, they had, a, they had a guy, there was a picture of a, of a hand that was rubbed raw. And the guy, those Jennifer Lawrence pictures had me like this. And then, you know, like I said, the picture of a, a guy with his hand rubbed raw. Or they showed a picture, a, a still picture from the family guy where Quagmire's left arm was really, really muscular. You know, as if he obviously jacked off, jacked his wheel, jacked his deal so much that his arm got bigger. You know, it's, you know, the joke. I mean, I had to explain that to you. You know, they had pictures of dudes holding jerseys in a different context. But obviously, when you put it above, underneath Uh, The captions like Jennifer Lawrence's posters had me like this, you know, and it was all of that kind of stuff. And everybody thinks that kind of stuff is funny, you know, and. In some instances, it actually is like if if somebody did something stupid that they knew was stupid and that they knew was wrong and it turned out badly for them, then, hey, you get what you get. You know what I mean? Even though even though it's still kind of bad to have millions of people. You know, all teasing you at the same time. Remember what? Remember what it was like in in high school? We wouldn't even talk about college because in college you were an adult. I'm talking about in high school. What it was like if somehow something bad happened to you and everybody in the class was on you? Hey, look at his shoes! <laughs> oh, he stinks. He's this. He's that. Remember how bad that felt? And that was only the other thirty people in the class. You know, maybe even the whole maybe a whole school was embarrassed. Maybe you missed a shot and everybody ridiculed you if you were on the team. Okay, that's the school, but at least you could go home, you know, or maybe if you got transferred to another school, at least you could go away from it. This young lady took some pictures, probably with a boyfriend or something like that, and it was for him to see, and, and if she maybe she took it for herself. Maybe she wanted to document how she looks when she was in her, in her 20s, when she was, you know, looking all yummy and everything. Maybe that's what she was doing. It doesn't matter what she was doing. She didn't necessarily need anybody but the people that she wanted to see to see that stuff. And just like I said before, everybody hated it in high school or when you were in grade school or even when you were in college, when everybody jumped on your ass or a whole classroom jumped on your ass or you couldn't get into a sorority or everybody teased you. That felt like crap, didn't it? But just like I said, you could leave the college, you could go home, you could go to your dorm room, you you, you had some place to escape. And it was just an embarrassing moment for you. But what about there were millions of people looking at you naked? Doesn't matter if you look incredible. Doesn't matter. You can have the best body in the world, but if you didn't want anybody to see it outside of your dress or your pants, it's still bad. You know? That's amazing. Everybody piled on. This is, I mean, just think about it. This young lady put pictures somewhere that was just for her to see or maybe she erased them I don't know and some jackass gets a hold of them and just says here's this lady who I who I don't know and who's done nothing to me here's what she looks like naked what kind of bullshit is that I never understood why someone would just pick somebody I mean even if someone did something to you it you shouldn't attack them or do something damaging to them but if you're defending yourself it is what it is i I'm pretty sure Jennifer Lawrence and these other actresses didn't do anything to the person and went and found this information. They didn't do anything to that person, so why would you want to humiliate someone in front of the world? Why would you want to do that? Like I said, I didn't want to look at the pictures, but they were everywhere. I literally had made a i i am i literally said to myself. Oh, she has, I'm not going to look at these pictures. I refuse to look at them because I don't I'm not giving these jackasses who, who are spreading this picture what they want. And it didn't matter. I would open up, I would go to a Web page that had nothing to do with anybody naked, nothing. And bang, naked picture of this lady on a couch. Or whatever they like on the couch, or whatever the hell her little poses were. Now some people will go, well, she looks great. She's nothing to be afraid of. Well, the woman is yummy. Okay. But she was yummy. She's yummy with clothes on. You can look at her in clothes and realize, let's see a beautiful young woman. I wonder what she looks like naked. She probably has a vagina and some breasts underneath those clothes, but I'm not sure. Come on, man. And to have the internet go nuts like that over naked, really? Because there's a shortage of naked women on the internet. Really? You can't find attractive 20 year old women and 25 year old women and 30 year old women on the Internet who are like, hey, um, I'm gorgeous. My body's slamming. I was wondering if all of you would like to see not only see this, but see me banging lots of people doing all sorts of disgusting things because I've made 900 movies this year. Everybody was jumping on it because it was Jennifer Lawrence, great actress, and because they didn't think they'd get to see her naked. If she had been in a movie naked, it wouldn't have made this much of a buzz because she would have been willing to show you. She's like, here's my booze because I'm playing a, a role in a movie that requires, legitimately requires nudity. Because sometimes you legitimately requires nudity. If you're playing a stripper, you should be naked in the movie. If you're playing this or that, you're going to be naked in the movie. That's just the way it is. If you're open to being naked in the movie, there it is. But nobody would have given a crap. I mean, this I forgot the name of that actress... It's a Latina actress that, I'm, that, I'm, that is just awesome. I forgot what her name is. Um, she was the one that was in that. Oh, Jesus Christ. I forgot what her name is. But she just did a movie where she did full frontal, Walked towards the camera all slow and everything. Delicious body. You know what I'm saying? Showed everything. Body was ridiculous. I mean, even as gorgeous as she is, just in, just you know she's incredible looking. And you see her naked. It's like, good God. Damn. <clears throat> you know but she was she's as spectacular naked as you can possibly be but she was in a movie and she was like okay this is a part of the role here it is here I am naked and people flashed the pictures around but not like this part of it was the simple fact that you're getting to see something that you're not supposed to see but if you really think about that think about the not supposed to see part it was her choice to not let you see that. If she wanted you to see her body, she would have shown it to you. And now people are passing the pictures around like it's funny or hilarious. It's not funny. It's not hilarious. Just sit back for a minute and think. It's not superstar Jennifer Lawrence, it's your wife, your mother, your daughter, your sister, you, your niece. Your cousin. You. Now ask yourself how you would feel about those pictures being passed around. Would it be funny then? I mean, come on. People act like they've never seen a naked woman before. Once you get past a certain age, if you haven't seen a naked woman, it's because you didn't want to. You know how many titties I've seen in my lifetime? Vaginas. I don't remember the actual number, but it's. You know, it's not zero, (laughs) right? I've seen quite a few. I mean, I'm no hoe, like, you know, I'm not some hoe, but I've seen quite a few naked women and 99% of them I've been on top of them doing some good stuff to them (laughs) and underneath them (laughs) and behind them. (laughs) Back to the story. But I wouldn't do that to somebody. I couldn't even imagine what this person feels like. Talk about a violation, man. This is beyond trolling. Because every time somebody does something on the internet, even if they does, do, does something that's, that's spectacular and wonderful and universally at least respected, you're always going to have some assholes that show up and say negative things underneath the YouTube video or in the comment section. Specifically just to get a rise out of the people that are actually coming there to appreciate the art and to support the artist. Or to support the political uh, the political candidate. I often wonder what it takes to sit there and go, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take some time out of my day to intentionally insult people that I don't know who've done nothing to me. I'm not going to come with a substantive arg- argument. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to come from a different point of view. I'm just going to attack and it doesn't matter if my attack actually has some substance to it or if it makes sense, if there's any accuracy to it, if there's any basis in truth. doesn't matter. I'm just going to say mean things because I want to piss off people I don't know. And that's bad enough. But hacking into somebody's shit and showing naked pictures of a young lady and young ladies who didn't want that to happen. Come on, man. Awesome. How? Awesomely, awesomely, awesomely awful. It's not just awful. Awesome, awesome, awesomely awful. Makes you think, doesn't it? Makes you wonder what kind of people we're talking about here. Because even though there was a lot of people that uh, said, don't show that, don't look at that, there was a whole lot of that. And I think probably most most of the people that I saw were like, hey man, come on, don't show that shit. But there was enough people that were happy to pass it around. Hey, look, there's a picture of a lady who didn't want you to see her naked body. She was sharing this with someone that she cared about. It was a special moment, a special closeness, a special thing just for that guy or just for herself. And I'm going to ruin that by humiliating her in front of the whole world. Now, if you did that, you're really kind of saying something about yourself. Has nothing to do with... Her, she didn't do anything wrong. Has to do with the people who are trying intentionally to hurt someone that they didn't know. Now, I'm all for beautiful young women being as naked as possible, preferably at my house underneath me or on top of me or in front of me or sideways in front of me or strapped down underneath me or strapped in the air above me or strapped to me. But that's a, the that's a thing I'm working on. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll put that in the book. But I don't want to see anybody naked that doesn't want me to see them naked. I don't want to see any fucking upskirt this. And I don't want to see any fucking voyeur that I'm not interested in that shit. Fuck that. Hmm. Every time I turn on Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr, I see a lot of things that make me encouraged. You know, you see people jumping to aid someone. There was a video about this gay kid uh, who came out to the family and the family was just brutal to him. Now, I don't know if it's a real video or not. But even if the video fake, that does happen. I've had people that I know who came out to their family and the family was all on them. You know, they, they, they were attacking them, if not physically, verbally, the way they would attack someone who viciously did something to them. And then they had to rebuild their life. In many cases, they were able to go back to the family and the family realized they were being dickheads. But in some cases, the family just still ostracized them and quite frankly, fucked that family. Because I didn't even want to talk to the motherfuckers after they did that to somebody. But when you see that and you see the people that come to this person's aid, that send encouraging messages, that put their, put down some bread so the person can get another place and move out of there and go somewhere else. That is what you see. You see that and go, ah, oh, man, the Internet's awesome. When you see the Ferguson protests, ah, oh, the Internet's awesome. When you see tsunami victims being helped and people overseas being helped. People here being helped. Information going back and forth that, you know, that, that, that improves people's lives. All oh, the Internet is awesome. But then you have the other shit, the trolling, the... Leak naked photographs, the racist stuff that people say from anonymous accounts, all that other kind of stuff. Come on, man. Fuck that shit. So what I would say to everybody who's listening to me. Um, when it comes to trolls. Don't even respond to them at all. Ignore them. Actually converse with rational people and normal people around them. If they have a trolling comment in the middle of your comments. Acted as if it doesn't exist. In fact, if it's inflammatory, mean, racist, or anything like that, fucking flag and mute that shit. I mean, just make it a routine. They're racist, they're mean, they're just coming in to troll, they're being assholes. Flag and mute the fuck out of those, those comments, wherever you go, as a routine basis. Every last one of you, flag and mute all of that shit, and never respond to those motherfuckers. Never. Don't talk to them at all. I don't care what they say, how mean they are, how racist they are, how bullshit ignore it and flag and mute those motherfuckers because if we all do that that shit ends well i mean it doesn't end completely there's always going to be assholes out there but at the very least they'll realize this shit ain't working i tried to get these guys to get all pissed off and they're talking to each other right around me as if i don't exist oh and my account's gone because they deserve that they don't they don't bring anything to the to the table and don't look at leaked photos of naked people. They don't want you to see that shit. You weren't going to get any, You weren't get. get you're not going to get the fuck Jennifer Lawrence in the first place. You're just going to sit there and jerk your dick off while you look at the picture, loser. So if you're going to go do that shit, go look at a porno film where women want you to see them naked. Stop being an asshole. That's all I gotta say. Okay, my friends, that was this week's episode of the Yes Anthony Says podcast. Much love to you. I want to thank you guys for stopping by. Thank you for telling a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. So do me a favor. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend because we want to have as many people as possible come back to listen to this. The Yes Anthony Says podcast. Now, also, do me a favor. Okay, do me a favor. Follow me on Twitter, damn it. Okay, I got two Twitter addresses. Follow both of them. The first one is at S Anthony Thomas and the other one is at S Anthony Says. Follow them both. I command you, damn it. <laughs> also, the home base for the podcast is S Anthony Says dot podbean dot com. And I'm also on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. I'm on iTunes. I'm everywhere, damn it. I'm everywhere you need me to be. Don't believe it? Look out your back window. See, that's me and that's me waving at you. See? See? I'm everywhere, damn it. Don't sit down too hard. I'm already in that chair. Yeah, you heard what I said. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for checking everything out. Um, the email address is thesanthonysayspodcast at gmail dot com. Thank you. Much love to you all. I appreciate the kind words and the, and the and the recommendations and all of that cool stuff. Much love to you all. You guys are the coolest. S. Anthony out. Go. Nice.